Town hall protests are popping up all over. They're being billed as the Tea Party of the left. But are they really? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday afternoon, usually 3 to 6. I'm ending a little early today, 3 to 5.30, for basketball. So that'll be a, a worthy sacrifice. And we're going to have to jam it all in. And I think we can do it. It's a very fast-paced show. You're always going to get everything. Uh, we always cover everything. Sometimes you have to go back and listen to the podcast because <laughs> we really it is really a fast-paced show. But uh, that's always available, actually. WSB puts it up. I put it up on uh my several websites you can go to propagandareportdaily.com that's a good place to get my podcast of the monica perez show on wsb i also do a show with binkley called the propaganda report and this week i did a great show with uh cj and v at rogue money now if you if you it's a totally different format and we went down rabbit holes i've never explored before so if you want to hear that binkley are you going to post that for people on our feed how can people get all our podcasts in one place go to propagandareportdaily.com and there's a little apple on the right side and go subscribe to us on itunes or on google play Awesome. Okay, so usually you'll get this podcast in a couple of days, and but there's lots of other stuff there, and uh, we do we get in a little more depth, but we're going to get into some depth today. There's a lot going on, even here in Atlanta, the Democratic National Committee, as we've been hearing in the news, on the news breaks, they are choosing their new leader, and they're for sure getting ready for the midterms, because it's a big, uh, it's basically well-known political fact that usually if a president, especially if he gets Congress and Senate, uh, they lose some seats in the midterm. So if a Republican wins the presidency two years later when all the congressmen are up for re-election and a third of the senators, they more Democrats will win than Republicans. That's just how it works. Or that at least they lose seats. So some Republican-held seats will be lost to Democrats. That's just how it works. But that can have a greater or lesser effect. So in 2010, right after Obama, there was a, it was like a massacre. <laughs> so the the Republicans, depending on how you measure it, it was the greatest gain of seats since 1938 in a midterm election, 1948 overall, just so many seats were lost to the Republicans, and the Tea Party was widely credited for that. So the Tea Party was was a movement that emerged. Nancy Pelosi, I think, actually coined the term AstroTurf to describe the Tea Party, not coined the term AstroTurf, but applied it as a political term to the Tea Party, saying this isn't the grassroots, this is from above. But my experience with the Tea Party, my mother actually was a first mover in the Tea Party. And uh, although I was have always been a Ron Paul-style libertarian, I marched shoulder to shoulder with the Tea Party every time they went to Washington to march against Obamacare. And my, my impression was always that it was actually very grassroots, very spontaneous. I just posted on my Twitter feed at Monica Perez Show 
the birth of the Tea Party. Rick Santelli on CNBC had a, a, an epic rant going. You could actually probably coin that phrase, epic rant, to describe what this guy just did. And he he invited people to a, an orga, a, a meeting that he was hosting in Chicago that he called the Tea Party. And I believe that's when it was born. And it looked very grassroots. Okay, that was a guy who was in media, put the word out. But it seemed very spontaneous. Weirdly, Wilbur Ross was in the background in the studio at CNBC. Santelli was on the floor, trading floor. Wilbur Ross is the big Rothschild guy. He bailed Trump out on the casinos. He's going to be the Commerce Secretary. So you would think there's some establishment stuff going on there. But he was clearly, in my view, a bystander. I recommend watching that video but the and i and i know when i was there i remember dick army who who was behind freedom works which was a tea party entity ultimately said don't don't get a leader it was like in the bible like the people want a king don't get a king don't get a leader don't acknowledge a leader don't say there's a leader don't let anybody take it over like the first rule of tea party is there's no leader of tea party so I struggled for a while to figure if he was leading it and just didn't want people to know. I think it wasn't like that. And when I saw how it emerged, now later, there was what my mom describes as a schism. <laughs> so it was the taxed enough already, folks, the original Tea Partiers. All they cared about ta was taxing, which, by the way, is spending. You can't have spending and deficits and not call that taxes, because ultimately that's taxes. On future generations, by the way, who are not represented by these governments, it's taxation without representation, but it is taxation. So after a while, there was a bit of a schism where part of the Tea Party broke off and became kind of more mainstream Republican, folding in a kind of hawkish stance on foreign policy and that kind of thing. But some of the guys who rode the wave of that, Rubio, Cruz, Christie, Sarah Palin, they did ultimately kind of just assume, I think, took on the mantle of that hawkish stance, kind of carving out defense spending from scrutiny as uh, uh, under the taxation thing. So there, it definitely got co-opted. People used it for political purposes. But in, in my view, it did not start out that way. But these town hall protests are... Uh, it's almost like I think they protest too much. I mean, thinks that just protest too much that they're talking about these protests as being grassroots, just like the Tea Party. Yet, if you scratch the surface, you can see that they that's that's very deliberate, and it does seem rather organized. A lot of the entities behind it are coordinated. There was one called Indivisible Guide uh, Indivisible Guide dot com, where they actually site we are using the tea party as a model these are the fa elements of the tea party that we want to duplicate um we are a grassroots organization even though we're an, a group of congressional aides i mean it really couldn't be more connected than that so there is a lot of that i know binkley when we did a propaganda report not too long ago or actually when it first started emerging you identified this group indivisible.com as being as being organized as being a tea party entity and and you actually predicted what they would do yeah i i saw this uh somewhere online a long time ago and for a couple of months i've been following their their movement it's uh seems very astroturf to me as well yeah and and but what i thought was weird was i both rachel maddow 
And the Wall Street Journal, two opposite extremes of the spectrum, I would say, are bending over backwards to paint it as grassroots. I was shocked in yesterday's Wall Street Journal, a cover of the journal, front page of the journal. This is a huge uh, headline and a sub-headline. Rookies upend town halls. Rowdy meetings, more organic than organized, <laughs> appear driven by political newcomers. I mean, that's what I say. We, I think they protest too much. That was the headline, not town halls upset legislators. It says they're rookies. I mean, seriously, rookies, organic, and newcomers are all words in the heading headline in the journal who you would think would be really working to expose how, um, how deliberate it is that they're modeling themselves after the Tea Party, but probably aren't. Yeah, they're not interested in exposing, I guess. They want to disrupt, cause chaos. Yeah, well, I, I have, I, I'm going to peel the onion on this a little bit. At the bottom of the hour, I'm going to tell you what I think, if maybe there is a reason why this could be playing into the hands of the GOP. I want to get to that. I want to get some calls, read some tweets. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. What do you think about these town hall meetings? Do you think they're going to be effective? <clears throat> do you think they're organic? Uh, you know, What's your read? What do they really want? You know, Who are they and what do they want? Because that's not clearly defined either. So also you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Do we have, I think we have time for some tweets. Binkley, what you got for me? Yeah, resist me, resist we much says, I'd check for proof at the door that they live in the district. Otherwise, they wait outside until all the constituents are let in. Yes, I actually saw in this journal article, one of the legislators did that, and it said that in the background, that they, that it, what really ended up happening was there were just huge protests outside, that it, they, <laughs> that it really was mostly people from outside the constituency. Whereas when you read, so this Indivisible Guide, which is like 27 pages, talks about how this infamous leaked town hall memo from the Tea Party <laughs> was their inspiration. That was a three-pager that said, uh, that actually referred to Saul Alinsky, who wrote Rules for Radicals. They were they were using their playbook was from the left. Yeah. And they and they said to make sure to keep it local, that you actually go to your own guy, because that's what they care about. So do you get another tweet for me? Yeah. Egg Salad says that I believe the recent demonstrations in the town hall protest are all coming from the same place. Move on in similar groups. There is some you know I couldn't find on the indivisible guide itself they there was no tab that says about us or funding it's simply like a pdf document that you download kind of like soros's uh revolutionary guides that tell people doing color revolutions in eastern europe like how to dress like how to wear a hoodie how to you know so it's just exactly like that really smacks of soros smacks of organization and uh, certainly is created by establishment guys. So I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't found the smoking gun on that particular organization, but uh, they their move on and other big establishment source type things are clearly affiliated. And they are just saying, we're trying to organize this loose collection of people who we happen to stumble upon on Facebook. I'm not buying it. But there, But there is more to the story, not just who they are and where they come from, but what they want and where they're headed. So I want to talk about that and take some of your calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB.
59 degrees outside the studio and 8 on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Talking about the town hall protests that are being called the Tea Party of the Left, I'm not so sure. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK are our numbers. I'm going to Mary in Atlanta. Hi, Mary. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. I just wanted to let you know that I'm a registered Republican. I uh, voted for Johnny Isaacson. I did not vote for Donald Trump. I'm not a fan of a lot of his policies. Um, I'm a first-time protester. Um, most of the people that I communicate with, we have never spoken politics before. We were never part of a movement before. Um, and we have a secret Facebook group amongst ourselves. Um, and that's about as grassroots as it gets. Um, and I would say most of my friends that feel my same way are not career politicians or get any, you know, information from that. Are you and getting are the guidebook? Paying attention for the first time. I'm sorry? Are you using guidance? I'm not saying that you're not uh, right. authentic grassroots, but are you using their resources? Well, I mean, everyone's looked at them. Obviously, right. the Tea Party is was very effective in right. what they did. Um, but I don't think anybody looked at it before they were upset and said, wait a second, we need to figure out a way to make people hear us like here's, they did. Here's my um, fear, you know? is yeah. that these it, once they plug everybody in, and I would say they on the left or the right, like I have I saw it happen with the Tea Party, once they plug everybody in, it's very easy to lead them to policies that didn't make sense, like the war hawk stuff that half of the Tea Party ended up parroting to me was not authentic tea party it wasn't relevant to the tea party but because the organization was like modular just plugged into this like central brain eventually it was easy to 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 use it that's what i worry about i agree with that and even when you look at cpac today versus what it was a year ago it's amazing the difference and just what a group can do when they're forced with different ideas. Yeah, well, um, I was just reading several different places about, and Binkley turned me on to some of this, about the power of the crowd and how it really changes people, their behavior, their principles, very interesting stuff. Let's peel the onion on what might really be going on, where this might really be headed. After the break, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, at Monica Perez Show. And now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. We are talking about the town hall protests. The, they are called the Tea Party of the Left. I'm not sure that it is, uh, but I had a great call before the break from Mary, who is a first-time protester. She said she was a Republican voter but did not vote for Trump. And, of course, she's looked at the materials that are online. The Tea Party was effective. They had materials. These guys have materials. And I think it's important to acknowledge that people are upset. And my one of the things I think about... Um, that I've noticed is in, in this document, indivisibleguide.com, in the document, it says that the uh, Tea Party is its model and that because of the Tea Party, Trump got elected. But Trump is not a Tea Party or he has absolutely no, I mean, his plans to spend big, like on infrastructure, even if he does want to cut taxes, 
It's the spending that are the taxes. So you can't, the Tea Party is taxed enough already. It's, it's, but the movement, the anti-Obama uh, impulse that did not succeed in 2012, these guys are saying is responsible for Trump. But then you have somebody like Mary who might have sympathized with the Tea Party but didn't like Trump. Because that political energy got directed and funneled by people who are very good at directing political energy. So I think it's important to know where they're headed, what it's all about. Now, it might be too early to know that. I have my own speculation. I know these guys at the DNC, which is here in Atlanta. They just elected Tom Perez as the chairman and Keith Ellison as the deputy. That they they have their sights set on the midterm elections, I'm sure. I mean, I haven't heard them say that. I'm not listening to it around the clock, but I, I'm sure that's their first rule of order is to get Democrats um, back into the majority in D.C. So what does that mean? How are they going to do it? And how are these protests feeding into that? I want to talk about that a little bit, and I want to tell you what I think it might really be going on. And, Joey, I think caller joey is going to help me with that but if you want to call 404-872-0750 if that's full try 800 wsb talk or tweet at me at monica perez show before i go to joey do you have a tweet for me binkley yeah ivanka's stuff tweets it sure seems more organic than the tea party but either way who cares it's effective yes but effective for what to rile people up you know what i mean like i want to understand better what effective is and why if everybody's on the same page mary who's a republican cannot be on the same page as the people in the pink hats like exactly it's unlikely so where is it headed i think we want to uh peel that onion throughout the show joey i am going to you joey in dallas uh you're on with monica hey monica so i'm trying to understand the same as you i, I don't really realize other than the mainstream media who want to undermine the trump administration why we give credence to these town hall protesters other than the fact that they're, I don't, they're out there, this is not their candidate they voted for. The difference in them and the Tea Party is the Tea Party, we focused more on our own candidates and getting the people we wanted elected. We didn't focus as much on the opposition. And holding their your ideas, own candidates responsible. Exactly. Their ideas were defeated, yeah. yet they're out here yelling. This guy. I don't understand why the Jason Chavitz and Tom Cotton don't answer them just, just like Trump would and anyone else when they speak up. What do you think of Betsy DeVoe? Hey, I like her. I think she's great. She's worth what about, what about Trump's tax returns? Hey, it doesn't matter to me. If he, it's, it's not a law. And, and move on and, and stop giving so much time yeah, to these I, people. I think, Joey, I think you're onto something. And I actually think it might be, I, I mean, this, this might be too cynical, but they do seem to be, I mean, one guy who met protesters had a second town hall meeting in the same week. I was like, why would you do that? Another right. guy didn't allow people in who weren't his constituents. That makes sense. And then the protesters were just stuck outside and couldn't disrupt his meeting. Absolutely. So that makes sense. But here's the thing. They, they are getting a lot of coverage. And here the Wall Street Journal is deliberately. Now, I don't, I'm not Mary who called earlier. And a lot and the protesters are regular people for sure. Like, I don't even need to think that they're paid. I don't think that's it at all. I think they're triggered. I think they're, um, you know, the people who just show up and an instant to protest uh, are have been kind of conditioned to do that. But outlets like The Wall Street Journal are giving them cover. Say, I mean, the entire article was about how authentic it is. And, my, and, it, and it appears to me that the same people that tried to get Hillary elected in, in these same sort of protests that didn't work. So, I, yeah, but I'm wondering, I, I'm wondering if there, if the GOP 
this is a dark thought, but if the GOP, the number one thing these guys are talking about, these protesters, are that they don't want Obamacare repealed. And I secretly believe, or I believe that secretly, the GOP uh, might not either. They've had opportunities to repeal it. It is a Republican idea. It's, it's about getting, you know, it started at the Heritage Foundation. It's just, to me, I wonder if there's been a lot of noise I can explore. I can tell you the reasons why I think that. But do you, Joe, do you think there's any chance of that? I think it's definitely possible. And if you look at what Boehner uh, said earlier this week, exactly. he, he spoke yes. out and said, you know, it wasn't going to happen. So. Right. John Boehner, who was leading the charge, supposedly, in trying to get repeal and replace. And P.S., I would like to just X out replace. Like, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Since when do and we need federal health care? He can be honest. He, yeah. he can speak honestly now, you know, as opposed to the, the ones that are up there. So Right. And he said, something. he said recently that, like just the other day, that it's not going to happen. You might tweak it, but you're not repealing and replacing. That's one item that makes me think that. Then uh, a couple of other things, like in the day, they could have stopped it twice. One, when Cruz, who I now think was kind of playing a role, but he his like fake filibuster thing about the procedure, the process that could have stopped it in its tracks, that would have worked, and the Republicans were the ones who stopped him. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. And then the yep. other thing was when John Roberts, a Republican appointee in the Supreme Court, deemed it a tax, that invalidated it on constitutional grounds at that moment because it was uh, right. it was originated in the Senate and taxes have to be originated in Congress. So why didn't they pursue that tooth and nail? Well, I think it'll definitely make or break Trump's second term. If, if they don't repeal and replace it completely, there's no way I think he'll he'll get in there. And I think it'll take out Paul Ryan as well. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And I knew, you know, I felt the same way about Obama. I thought when they cram Obamacare down our throats and the Tea Party was going crazy in 2010, I thought there was no way he's going to get reelected in 2012. And I felt that the reason Clinton, Bill Clinton, got a second term was that he would not fall on his sword for Hillary care. And uh, Obama did. And I feel like, I mean, they just promised him he would get his second term or those were his marching orders. If you think of him as a true puppet. But regardless, they, you know, I, I, I've actually scratched my head when I try to figure out the ways these guys maneuver. But I have never really thought the GOP wanted, uh, you know, a free market in health care. And the way Obamacare is structured, socialists want public goods, which they call public goods. As a libertarian, I don't even believe there is such a thing. I want private roads. And there were private roads before the Civil War, mostly private roads. But the um, they want public goods to be provided by the government so cronies can't profit from money um, that's laid out by the government. Fascism is when the corporations get the money that's mandated by the government. And either way, I'm against it. I don't want repeal and replace. I don't want Obamacare. I want a free market in health care. It will bring the cost down. Uh, of health care. It is, does not exceed the limits of government. The Tenth Amendment clearly puts health care in the, in the, if it's a government function at all within the realm of the states. I do want to talk about, uh, at the top of the hour, some uh, confusion over the Tenth Amendment that I'm getting out of the administration, some mixed messages. Sometimes they like it, sometimes they don't. I love the Tenth Amendment, so I want to talk about that a little bit, but I want to get to more of your calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, Mike and Sonoya. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. 
<laughs> you still have to think of all talking about John Boehner. The only thing I'm going to say about John Boehner, John Boehner is an idiot. He's also a closet Democrat, so anything he says, I... Yeah, he's a big government guy. I don't. I doubt he's an idiot because they, you know, it's it's hard it's hard to take to be bested by an idiot. But <laughs> clever, I think he's probably clever, clever Democrat. You know what I'm saying. But anyway, the point I was trying, I was telling you, Carl Springer, uh, I started watching these protests on TV or with, at the town hall meetings. Yeah. And as I told you, Carl Springer, I'm conservative, and I voted for uh, for Donald Trump. I support Donald Trump. I don't care what, you know, what Donald Trump says, as long as he does the things he said he was going to do, re- repeal and replace, or as you say, uh, put the uh, health care system back in the free market uh, yeah. area, uh, build a wall. You know, I don't have a problem with immigration as long as it's legal. Well, and then again, I have a problem with immigration if, if I'm having to pay to support these people, you know. But, yeah, there uh, are a lot of issues. As a libertarian, I... I believe in free markets of everything, but in this highly uh, regulated state that has welfare, that has all all these goodies, that have actual um, private organizations that are designed to get refugees, food stamps, and that kind of thing, I'm not for it. I think uh, I, I, I don't... I think the immigration question, I really feel like if we didn't have such screwed up labor laws and such weird policies about subsidizing education, and if we didn't have uh, this strange corporate tax system, if you just had a free market, you would have an overwhelming amount of business and jobs, and you would have the jobs match the people if you didn't indiscriminately subsidize education. Anyway, sorry. It's just, I can't, the immigration thing is so complex. And I don't think a wall is going to solve it. But go ahead, Mike. Finish up. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> Take it away. You're really, you're really getting me off. Oh, let me just run this by you. Uh, you know, uh, everybody talks about we want immigrants to assimilate. We want them to become Americans, right? They had the uh, the woman in uh, New York, I think it was, who, t- who uh, took refuge in the church. She'd been here for 20 years, had two or three kids. She could not speak a word of English. And I, I really had a problem with that. That's not assimilating. But, I will uh, respond to that. I've got to take a break. Um, I will respond to that after the break, Mike. Thank you very much. 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. 63 is the high today. 33 is the low overnight. That's cold. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Just before the break, I had a call uh, about a story, caller read about a woman who was looking for sanctuary after being in this country for 20 years, and still she could not speak English. So uh, she's not integrating if she's not um, assimilating. You know, that's that's part of the problem. She's the problem. And I just wanted to make an observation about assimilation. If you here's why the welfare state is at odds with immigration if you have, if you insulate people, and actually legal immigrants are more uh, prone to this, like in Europe, than illegal immigrants. But if you're, although the illegal immigrants have a sub uh, culture where they can work off the books, but if you if you are insulated from having to function economically in the mainstream, like by welfare, so when they have these like inter like multi generational immigrant communities in Europe 
where they ne- like the children of the people who were born in the country don't speak the country's language. It's because the economics of it, the politics of it, the policies insulate people from having to assimilate in a in a libertarian society you would sink or swim you would have to assimilate and if not you at least your children would and that is how uh how it works and the supply and demand of labor kind of controls how many people come in and out we have the safety net of the of americans who will not work below a certain dollar level and that creates this huge labor shortage at the same time there's unemployment so if you pull away that stuff, you you have an organic level of immigration. That's not a problem. That's why to tighten the screws, build a wall, all that, I don't think that's ever going to work. I don't think it's going to solve the problem. I think only liberty solves this problem. I really want to get to a call. I want to talk to Susan. Susan, you're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. I just wanted to tell you my experience at a town hall meeting for Tom Price Back in the run-up to Obamacare, or maybe actually after it was passed, my husband and I had been to several of Tom Price's town hall meetings, which were rather quiet affairs, um, retired people, uh, small business owner people. But then all of a sudden, Tom was going to present his alternative plan to Obamacare, and we went to that meeting, and while we were waiting for it to start, all of a sudden, a whole big group of people came in with signs and talking and making noise, which was totally unlike the normal town hall meetings that we were used to. And when Tom took questions, these people ran up. They wouldn't state their name. They wouldn't state their address, whereas all the constituents would do that when they had a comment or a question. Well, it sounds like the uh, counter- the fight fire with fire thing, which is being promoted on the right against these town hall protesters. Of course, what else are they going to do? But it's that distraction that's the real goal of these protests. It's not to promote anything. It's just to stop everything down, to make no progress, to to destroy, disrupt. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about the 10th Amendment at the top of the hour and take more of your calls. 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.